Blog Talk Radio. This is Over the Top Sports Radio Show, hosted by Robbie Z, Big Mike, and Vinny the Shark. And Vinny, it's another Monday. It's a big Monday for your Yankees, and it's another Monday without Goon. So uh, let's just chalk <laughs> <Surprise>. that up. <laughs> Surprise. It is just like any other Monday, but uh, a huge game coming up for your Yankees. Uh, we've already seen the Brewers take care of business. We've already seen the Astros take care of business. The Braves just uh, took the lead now. It's 2-1 to one Braves, so that's interesting what will happen there. Tonight up in the Bronx, you are here instead of there, which I'm surprised. Rob is there, Robbie D. And uh, give me your thoughts on the game tonight. You've got to be feeling good. Luis Severino looked pretty good in the wild card game, better than what people probably thought he was going to be, yep. especially with the short leash. Mm-hmm. But you're Nathan Ebaldi in a game three, a very crucial game, and they cannot let this guy beat them. They cannot let him out pitch Luis Severino, and I don't think it's going to happen, so I'm feeling damn good. I can tell you firsthand what that bronze atmosphere is like during the playoffs. That crowd is back. It's very electric. As the Yankees get on top early like they did in the first uh, each of their wins, I should say. Mm-hmm. They're a tough team to catch up with, with that bullpen and that crowd and those bats, and Gary Sanchez, if he's back, because he had a huge Huge uh, game in Boston for game two. Uh, if he's back, this is a very, very deadly team, and that gives them that extra edge in this series. Yeah, that Gary Sanchez home run almost makes up for the, uh, a lost season. And, and that's say what that, it was. 100%. He battled injuries, and uh, you know, there's all this talk about his defense, but that home run, that was the game right there. That was it. That was, you know, this game is over. It's Yankees game here. Um, I think a low-scoring game is what you're going to see. I think, uh, again, it's a colder night. From what we've seen here in the Bronx, it'll probably be 50-something degrees. Harder to, you know, hit a fastball like a Valdi that's traveling 100. Severino throws 100 as well. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens because, like you mentioned, the Yankees' bullpen is top-notch. We've already seen the Red Sox is not, and it has oh, struggled, no, uh, you know, really. So if the Yankees are able to get a Valdi's pitch count up, I agree. I, I think the Yankees have a shot here. And I'm starting to see some things that Chris Sale is not in consideration for game four. You have to imagine that's completely out the window the Yankees tonight. Cora said it won't be. And uh, Can I mean, you imagine Alex Cora, this guy wins 108 games for them, they go down 2-1 and he doesn't pitch Chris Sale in the elimination game in healthy. the Bronx? It's not, he's not healthy and I think you're going to see after the season, whenever it ends for them, he's going to have some sort of surgery. If I'm a Red Sox fan, I can't rather see Chris Sale out there than whoever they're going to pitch, Rodriguez, Porcello, it doesn't matter. David Price volunteered his service. <laughs> I don't think that oh, will please. be the guy. Oh, I please. don't think he will be the guy. Um, I don't know. I mean, you would have to think it's Sale with whatever he can give you. But after that, I, I just don't know. Who is your daddy, David Price? <laughs> oh, my God. This guy just gets lit up night in, night out by the New York Yankees. Completely have that guy's number. And his postseason's numbers are horrible. Yeah. Did you see it's 0-8 yeah. going into that game? It's so not it's even a Yankee thing in the playoffs. Right, exactly. It's everybody. So now you're throwing the Yankees on top of those postseason numbers? Yeah. This cannot be the field. They shouldn't even pitch him if they advance. <laughs> I know Rob said the lineups. The Red Sox making a few changes. See Devers in the lineup tonight. Brock Holt is a start out there as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. No Hicks. Hicks is out again. But you'd have to figure if any coming to a smaller ballpark uh, out in the outfield, like not Fenway, uh, the Gardner will be fine. Should uh, be fine. He's facing a righty. So you like that's not the yep. lefty-lefty matchup. And um, Listen, Gardner wasn't the guy, but this is—he's uh, got a little chip on his uh, shoulder, you right. know. He was because he's not the guy. Right. This is a chance to show that, hey, I'm the biggest veteran Yankee here. I've been doing this for a long time. Let's go out there, some major league professional at bats, you know, get the three-two counts, foul off, be very pesky. Um, he doesn't run anymore, but right. listen, he's—he's he's a professional up there. This is his time. He needs not to show strike everybody. out at all. He needs to show. He does strike out. He does strike he's out. More, he struck I out. Thought he he more... actually looked foolish against Craig Kimbrell. Yeah, but that game. was Craig Kimbrell. Usually, uh, you'd have to look at the season numbers here, which I, I can try and find. But he is somebody that always gives a, a tough at bat. And I always thought he was towards the lower uh, with strikeouts. As great of a season as Hicks had, I'm okay with Gardner filling in for him for just those exact reasons. Um, and then today, 
you saw the Houston Astros, what was supposed to be a good series turned out to be, um, and I mean, we, we had said we liked the odds even for Cleveland right. betting wise. They were good money to, you know, if they were to advance, just Houston Astros, it flipped the switch playoffs. And now everybody's healthy. Everybody's swinging a bat. Dallas Keuchel was relevant today. He pitched well. And uh, I, I don't know where you go from here, but there's question marks on this Indians. Jose Ramirez towards the end of the year and the, and these three games against the Astros, he disappeared. Yep. And obviously he's one of their biggest hitters in the lineup. Lindor actually had a couple home runs today. Yes, and, um, uh, listen, the Indians, very disappointing, if you ask me. Um, I don't know what they were doing with Trevor Bauer. I don't know why he was coming out of the bullpen. He should have been getting the ball today and not Clevenger, who's not awful, but Trevor Bauer is better. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Frank Connor was thinking with that. And uh, the Astros are just sitting there saying, why did everyone forget about us? Going into the year, we're the best team in baseball. They still won 103 games. We all forgot about them just because the A's got a little close on their tail. Yeah. The Astros, it's a postseason. Everyone starts 0-0 again. They picked up right where they left off last year. They clean sweep the Cleveland Indians. I had Cleveland in five. Listen, the Astros, we know on paper how good they are. They improved that bullpen, as I mentioned. Yeah. You like that. And um, they're not going to go down easy. They're one of the best home teams in baseball this year. The Astros, just people forgetting about the defense. He was great today. Five nine strikeouts. One, you, you can't ask for anything better than that. It was when you bring in Trevor Bauer out of the bullpen, I, I don't miss like, already. Right. I don't like bringing the starter in. And bullpen. he's never pitched out of the bullpen. Until now, I don't like it. He gave up two. Cody Allen, who you shit on the other day, rightfully so. Uh, he gave up four. Brad Hand, who was the big trade guy they brought over, gave up two. Simber, who also came over with Hand, gave up <laughs> one. The bullpen today for Cleveland was a mess, and the offense could not get it done. So they're, and, uh, they're going home. For the future of the Indians, bullpen, Andrew Miller is a free agent. Yes. And uh, he's going to be a part of that team. And Andrew Miller has come off a, a down year, and when he actually played, horrific. So be interested to see there what kind of deal he get. Yeah, what kind of markets out there for him. Uh, now, listen, the Braves are on right now. We'll talk about them and hit that real quick. Vinny, I thought it was over when Walker Bueller got the ball, and um, I couldn't have been more wrong. He did not have anything. And you know what? He could have got away with it if he didn't walk Sean Newcomb, the yeah. pitcher, on four pitches with the bases loaded and two outs. He didn't throw the pitcher a strike, and that ended up going to Acuna, who should have walked. Yeah. but instead hit the uh, 3-1 grand slam. And thank God for that because the Dodgers came right back, tied that game. Freddie Freeman came through in the clutch for that city. And the Braves, playing with house money again, they uh, have a chance here to tie this up and go to L.A. Yeah, and you saw today, Rich Hill, I've walked former Long Island Duck. Uh, <laughs> 72-mile-per-hour uh, hooks. Yeah, just uh, not what you wanted. Fulton Evich was better. Four innings, though. He walked too many guys. And here we are, top of the sixth. The Dodgers have two guys on, Brad who they acquired at the deadline. All teams, he's a common theme, all acquired pieces at the, uh, for the bullpen at the deadline, guys. And, uh, you know, teams fail to do so when they're going home. Obviously, the bullpen is the new way of baseball. There, yep. There's teams that actually start them. We've seen teams in the postseason do bullpen days. Yep. It's, a, it's a thing now. You need strong bullpen. Last night, even the Braves, they almost blew it. Vizcaino put runners yeah. on. He had first and second with nobody out, but he was able to get through and Vinny, the last game we'll touch on uh, the Brewers shutting out the Rockies Oof. in Colorado. Oof. I mean, uh, should listen, we be surprised? I picked them come out of the East. Uh, there's just something happening there, man. And to go into Colorado, I can't even speak. Going to Colorado and shut them out in Colorado. I mean, uh, the Beavers, man. People have got to get on now. You have to believe in them. And the Dodgers with a big base hit, do they score? Two? Oh yeah, they big do. Score. The Dodgers take the lead. It's three. Two in the top of the sixth, a two-out single by David Freeze, who's been a postseason hero in this half. So uh, Dodgers now ahead of Braves, who are facing elimination. But uh, back to the Brewers. I'm very surprised at the Rockies. I'm surprised at that lineup. You look at those stats, yep. you see how crazy they are. But listen, it was 45 degrees in that. And that's very different course field when it's 45 degrees. Those bats did not show up. But listen, the Brewers are the hottest team in baseball. They got hot at the right time. That's the team you got to ride. I've been doubting that starting pitching like crazy, but they got the hot hand. And when you have the hot dealer, when dealers are going bad, yep. you got to ride your hot hands. You up that bet. The Brewers are playing great baseball right now at the right time. Yeah, so uh, that's it. It goes into tonight now. Yankees and uh, and the Red Sox. We'll see what happens. And like you just mentioned, if the Dodgers are able to somehow hang on. And that bullpen is not the bullpen from last year. So that game is far from over. I and I saw word. at Big Mike OTTS. He picked the Red Sox to win tonight. I did pick the Red You're Sox. You're taking to win Nathan Evaldi? I am taking Nathan 
Valdi. Um, you think uh, he's going to go long enough before that last bullpen comes in? Listen, they, they won how many games? Uh, and it wasn't because of, you know, it wasn't because of Nathan Evaldi. It wasn't because of Nathan Evaldi. It was because of that offense. And I, I trust that offense in that small ballpark. Well, so, as of now, they've only won one game, and that's what matters here. I, I am taking the Boston Red Sox to win tonight. Wow. If, the, if the New York Yankees win tonight, the series is over. I agree. If Especially the York, if they're not the first exactly. in game four. They must that. win for the Boston Red Sox. And now against CC Sabathia because it looks like he's going game four regardless as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the Yankees are facing elimination. Hills certainly have a short leash as right. well. Um, Big game. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, Vinny, 640 brings us into uh, into football yesterday. And, uh, listen, there was a few good games, and there were a few games like that Ravens-Browns game that was just unwatchable, a field goal city. It was pathetic. And uh, every time it came on in the red zone, I just wanted it to go away and disappear. But whatever, we'll hit them all. Uh, the Rams and Seahawks, Vinny, this was the first actual test. Call it what it was for the for the Rams. No doubt. Who lost Cooper Cup to a concussion. They lost Brandon Cooks to a concussion. And somehow, Jared Goff and the rest of this offense got it done. What impressed you out of this game? Um, honestly, the Seahawks putting up 31 points. And the Seahawks running the football behind yeah. that bad offensive line. That's what impressed me. Because that made Russell Wilson actually be able to play yep. like the quarterback he wants to play as. And he once played as. I couldn't believe they were able to run the ball. It looks like Carson's the guy in there in Seattle. He was hurt last week. Mm-hmm. Comes right back with another 100-yard day after he did two weeks ago. Um, if you could compete with the Rams like that, and it took them to go for it on fourth down, yes, to really seal that deal. It was that a great and call. Us. Oh, McVay's got he's got cojones. Yeah, he's cojones. I agree. And he hit him out there. Jared Goff quarterback sneak on the one, and they ended up closing out the game. They needed to do that because the way the Rams defense was looking against the Seahawks. Yep won the game with a field goal. I agree with everything that you just said, especially with Janikowski, who you know can hit from over 50. He already did it once yesterday. Um, I was impressed, too. The Seattle run was awesome. Even in the last game, I mean, Russell Wilson threw three passing touchdowns. The Rams' D just um, it got exposed yesterday, which I was very surprised about. And, Vinny, heading into yesterday, they had um, been phenomenal in the second half. It was almost like the Patriots, where you take them in the second half. They had uh, given up, I think it was 10 Raiders. They had shut out another the second half, I expected it to happen yesterday. Just didn't. taking teams' energy out with that, those big leads, yes. just taking them yes. right out of the game. And Seattle just hung in there. It was a great game. Santos, the kicker, even missed the next point. That's why it was 33-31. It should have been 34-31. Um, awesome game. The Rams still the most complete team in football. Yeah, but um, there's another team, Kansas City, that I think is worth uh, saying that they might be the best. But they didn't have the easiest game as well. But uh, considering they were facing the top defense, I thought they looked Pretty damn good. I completely agree with you. I thought they, um, I thought they really abused that Jacksonville defense, and I think that Pat Mahomes in fantasy is a star in any team. It doesn't matter. What are you um, benching for now? He faced the league's best defense. You don't you start him every week? And I thought, um, just in a, like a real life uh, perspective, he was awesome, man. He was cool. He in the pocket, the command the pocket. Um, the throw, even though Hill didn't catch it, it was a bomb. He he tried throwing him there. What I like best out of the kid, he didn't have to throw four touchdowns to wow everybody. Right. He he threw it no touchdowns. He ran for one. Yep. He threw no touchdowns, threw two picks, and we're still raving about how great of a game he had. Yeah. Uh, that he I actually mean, had. It really was. It was something else. And on the other side of the ball, Vinny, um, I don't care what anybody says. You <laughs> want to look at the number, and if you look at the numbers, you say, oh, Blake Bortles threw for four thirty. It was garbage time. And he is the worst quarterback in football. 61 attempts for Blake Bortles. I know he was a – everybody's like, fire him up because the Chiefs defense sucks. sucks. 61 attempts. He got the 430 through four picks in that game. The Chiefs defense came alive, sacked him five times in that game. So, listen, the Chiefs at Arrowhead is going to be a very, very tough game. Who does Kansas City face next New England. New England, the undefeated Chiefs going to Tom Brady's building, and I think the Patriots started to figure it out, as we saw on Thursday. That's going to be a hell of a game Sunday night. I agree with you, and I absolutely love the over. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it you is You know the yet. line on that, by any chance? I bet you, you it's it? 52. Well, uh, not the over-under, the game. No. Um, I would say New England is giving three. Yeah, three. Three is and a half. Really? I saw, I've seen both. Three and three and a half, and that's no love for a team that's undefeated and there last year with Alex Smith as yes. their quarterback. Not MVP candidate Pat Mahomes. Uh, you're, I'm telling you, as a as a big football fan, I just cannot wait for Sunday Night Football to see that one. It's going to be a great game. Uh, TJ Yeldon, um, really, the run game just non-existent today. Uh, Bortles chipped in a few. That's why that stat looks pretty good. But TJ Yeldon did not look good. Um, he helped you in fantasy receiving the ball. If it was PPR, you're happy with him. But that, this is a team, Vinny, that really needs 
Leonard Fournette. And I think he's still going to be out at least this coming week and possibly even one more because they need him at 100%. Yep, and that he did anything. But uh, Grant, I know Yeldon hasn't been that bona fide starter for them. Grant yep. is now out for the season yep. as well. So if anybody took a shot at him, hopefully he didn't play him because he only had one carry anyway. Uh, he's officially out for the season. So it's Yeldon or Fournette if he could get healthy. And just the uh, last Mahomes fun fact, um, he's becoming my new Otani. He's nine wide receivers, different receivers yesterday. So really spread the ball around. The kid is just so impressive. And uh, he is the new Otani. We and uh, Tyreek Hill, we all know what was going on with Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. He called him out, called him a returner. Four catches, 61 yards. You have to give that kind of day to uh, Ramsey. Edge to him. Yeah, he had a long run in there too. But uh, right. like you said, Ramsey, did. he, he shut him down. Call it what it was. Uh, Vinny, in another game that was just um, a snooze fest, the Buffalo Bills beating the Tennessee As Titans. Uh, I had the Tennessee Titans, man. I thought the Titans were going to win that game. Um, the takeaways here, the Tennessee Titans still can't run the ball. And I – listen, you thought it. I thought it. Rob thought it. Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. Guy? Man, we thought, hey, this is going to be one of the best one-two punches in football, and it's been non-existent. Nope, it's kind of a – I thought it was going to be like new thunder light. Yep. More so with Deion Lewis as the receiver, not an actual just change of pace back. But yep. uh, Derrick Henry, where, where'd you go, man? Where'd you go? This guy had such a strong finish last season that everyone's buying into this former Heisman winner. And he's just been a complete ghost this season. And Deion Lewis, no better. And that's where we thought we're, the Titans are going to pride themselves on. All the Titans prove to me is that they have the top defenses in football. I agree with you. Mike Vrabel's that defense playing awesome. Um, LaShawn Boy, not a great day in fantasy, but welcome back to relevant. His best day in fantasy, though. Yes, absolutely. At 26 touches. So uh, you, if you own him in fantasy, you have to be happy with that. And, Vinny, that brings up an interesting point. I think the Eagles go out and trade for LaShawn McCoy. I saw you talk to some, one of our followers, a loyal follower, I must say, as well, yeah. on Twitter. Um, very interesting what they're going to do, and very interesting that I heard today off air. They have two first draft picks. I think they – they have two, I'm sorry, two, two second, seconds yeah, in two 2019. Second yep. Yep. Two second uh, 2019 draft picks. Yep. Uh, they could use one, if not both, and get on there. This is the former, you know, the defending champs, and they really haven't given the fans too much to cheer for. They looked too damn good uh, last, yesterday against the Vikings, and Carson Wentz hasn't really looked all that good. Le'Veon Bell can fix an offense like that. Especially there's a report out there by a Pittsburgh Steeler beat writer saying that the Steelers are going to want a timeshare between Connor and Le'Veon Bell. He said – just by polling the locker room and talking Good. to the locker room. And, uh, you know, again, Le'Veon Bell likely not there long term. It will be Connor's team. Depending where you are in the standings, Vinny, you, you want to see Connor get the ball. And that sucks for anybody who drafted Le'Veon Bell in the first round. But listen, it's well deserved by James Connor. 100% well deserved by that kid. And the team has rallied behind him. And he's deserved every single bit of it. I agree with you. And let's hit on that game since, you know, we're talking about James Connor here. And what was a game that I saw the spread at three, three and a half, Pittsburgh giving, um, and, you know, all the points, I think it was, what, 57 was the over-under at one time? I think it was 58. 58. I think it even closed to 58. Yeah. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers absolutely demolished the Atlanta Falcons in a game that both teams needed. Oh, very much. We even saw Matt Schwab come out there. That's how yeah. bad the uh, Atlanta Falcons are playing. I didn't even know Matt Schwab was still in the league. Neither did I. And um, listen, where was Julio Jones this game? Mm-hmm. I mean, at half, Julio Jones and Antonio Brown were pretty much irrelevant. Yep. And then Antonio Brown, you heard his name a whole lot that second half, and you still didn't really hear Julio. I'm a Jones, Matt Ryan, and Julio Jones, and I couldn't believe how long I've seen a big fat zero on Julio Jones' name. The Falcons came out so flat. This is a game both teams needed so badly. Very disappointed Atlanta, but I expect that performance from them on the road and the Steelers at home. Yeah, it was almost like Matt Ryan thought Joe Hayden was the Joe Hayden of old because he would not go over to Julio Jones. It was sad to watch. Um, Antonio Brown got his, like you mentioned. He's happy now, saying the Wi-Fi is back on between him and Big Ben. Just big babies. 13 of Big Ben's 29 attempts for Antonio Brown. I just, I, I don't get it, man. I, I really don't. Juju, another touchdown, Vinny. He seems like somebody in fantasy. If you drafted him, he's going to be good for the long haul. And James Conner, his best day uh, in the NFL, best day as a pro. And we've hit on his story before. It's just awesome. That's somebody, I'm not a Steeler fan, but I'll root for that kid any day. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, the rushing situation, just it took a turn for the worst yesterday. Devontae Freeman comes back, leads the team in rushing. Edo Smith gets the rushing touchdown. Coleman is still in the mix. Now, it's just a big running back by committee. This is uh, another team I could put with those Patriots, even though they, those guys have been performing now. Yep. Browns, even though some of them perform, but you don't yep. know which one. Exactly. Those carousels, even the Eagles were in that, in yep. that mix. This is another team where I cannot touch their running backs. 
I agree with you. Muhammad Sanu, nice day. Uh, Cooper, uh, Hooper, the tight end, awesome day as well, which uh, was a big popular target on the waiver wire this week because of all the tight end injuries. Uh, Vinny, and then this is a game that I had right. You had wrong. That's the only ones I even remember from the 5-4-3-2-1. I think it's the only one I got right on my 5-4-3-2-1. But the New York Jets blowing out Case Keenum and the Denver Broncos uh, in the Meadowlands. Isaiah Crowell <laughs> goes out there, and he rushes for over 200 yards. This guy had a severe day on the ground, and for some reason in my daily fantasy, I thought Royce Free was going to get his shot. It was not the case, and I passed up on Crowell, who was $1,000 less from DraftKings, so bad pick by me. But the Jets, they just were clicking on all cylinders. The Denver Broncos looks like this team that is just not going to be a competitive team on the road this mm-hmm. year. They look like they need to play at home. They almost took down the Chiefs that, that Monday night game. Yeah. They played, They won their two games before that at home. They have sucked on the road. So it looks like start paying, following that trend, everybody. Bet against the Broncos when they're on the road. Take the Broncos when they're home. Uh, I believe they get the Rams this week um, in Denver. And I think the Broncos right. are getting seven. You're right. So that's going to be an interesting one because that's just like the Chiefs. So I think it was the same spread yeah. almost. So um, take a look for that. But, yeah, the Broncos did not impress me. Everything was all Jets. And I must say, Sam dropped a couple of good dimes in that game. He really did. Uh, Robbie Anderson, huge day, three catches, 123-2. and two. Terrell Pryor caught a touchdown. Um, like you mentioned, Crowell, I hate him, but he had a huge day. <laughs> Even Bilal Powell ran the ball 20 times for 100 yards, Vinny. It seemed like anything the Jets touched yesterday or did was gold. And uh, people who had the Jets defense in DraftKings, I actually know some people personally. Did you see the end of the play? Yeah, the last play yes. of the game. He comes, was that May, right? Yep, it was May. He got an interception. He takes it out. He doesn't kneel. The yep. clock expired. He takes it all the way down 105 yards and falls right in front of the one yard, the right in front of the goal line, uh, sending Jets uh, Jets fans home. You know, scratching their head laughing, but it was a win all around. The Jets complete game for them. That's a long fly ball. Acuna thought he had it. Uh, Jock Peterson had other words. But We're heading to the seventh. Yeah. Uh, Sam Darnold, he, he did look pretty good, Vinny. And, and listen, as a Giant fan, you know, passing up on him, I'm not rooting for that kid to fail. Um, he did look good, but I'm happy with our pick, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, Vinny, one of the – we talk about James Conner, who had his best day as a pro. Now we're going to talk about Mason Crosby. Probably had his worst day. Uh, I want to say probably. Uh, in his life, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Uh, Missing four field goals and an extra point. Um, the difference maker in a 31-23 loss to Detroit. It was all. It all comes down to Mason Crosby. You can even see Aaron Rodgers' frustration on yeah. the sidelines. The Lions get off to a roaring start, and they just – they were the Lions. They just were given that game right to the Packers, <laughs> handed them the game every opportunity, but their kicker failed. Four missed field goals and one extra point. Here's a little side note on my other fantasy league. I own Mason Crosby. Do you want to know how many points I lost by? I believe it was negative one he had. I lost by .62 points oh, owning Mason Crosby in a league I don't get negative points for a kicker. So all I have oh, to do is kick that extra point at least for me, yep. and I would have won the week. So Mason Crosby, welcome yourself to the waiver wire, uh, my team, <laughs> and probably the whole entire United States of America's team. And he's been such a, um, he's been such a, you know, he's been there for so long, Crosby. You just. You don't know now what do you do if you're Mike McCarthy. Is this something that you have to address today, tomorrow, um, picking up somebody else, holding tryouts? I, I don't know where you go from here. Rodgers did go over him. He said he put his arm around him and showed his support, but you know he's thinking you single-handedly just cost us this game. Of course, and that's two division games that the Packers really could have won. They could have beat the Vikings if it wasn't for that Clay Matthews. Uh, getting called back. Yes. And they could have beat the Lions if they had a kicker who could actually kick the ball. Yep. So the Packers fall to two, two, and one, when you could literally say they should be maybe undefeated, even though I think they should have never won week one. So you know where I stand on that. But either yeah. way, you could say they could be undefeated right now. And I think that team sucks, and I'm saying that. So Devontae Adams was questionable heading into the game. We got a ton of Twitter questions about Devontae Adams. And we said if he plays without you, you play him. I mean, yes. You could agree with that also. You, you, invested, you invested, what, a second-round pick in Devontae right. Adams? You, you, you play your second-round pick. Valdez failing the rookie had a huge day. Uh, almost had another touchdown. They called that back to the two-yard line, and then it was rushed in by somebody. I forget, but uh, if Allison's out and Cobb is out, this is somebody to keep a, you know an eye on. Vinny, the Bengals, usually the Bengals are the ones blowing leads. Yesterday it was the Dolphins blowing a lead. Uh, I think it was 17 nothing at one point. Mm. Cincinnati comes roaring back. Their team can score two touchdowns. And the Bengals go 4-1, and one, winning 27-17. Yeah, the Bengals, didn't, they were shut out in the first half. And then all of a sudden, the Dolphins, they only put up three points in the second half with two defensive touchdowns that put Cincinnati over the edge. 
that was one of those games I really liked, but I gave up on it. And I did not expect Cincinnati to come in there, not only win that game, but also cover on top of that. The Dolphins completely choked that second half. Yeah, and then still, um, listen, Frank Gore looked good. They're still taking too many carries away from Kenyon Drake, who showed you yesterday that he is so impressive. Uh, he is the future here. I don't understand why they keep feeding the ball to Frank Gore. It makes me sick. Drake, a huge day receiving. And that's the problem, Vinny. When you're – we say it with Saquon Barkley. When your running back leads the team in receiving, there's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want that. And where was A.J. Green and even Boyd, who's been having some weeks for them? Well, that's the Bengals side. We were talking Dolphins here. But um, Joe Mixon had a huge day carrying the ball, 93 yards. And then um, A.J. Green, 6 for 112. He had a monster day as well. Boyd kind of took a step back. And uh, the tight end, Uzuma, is not going to be worth anything in fantasy. So if you wasted a pick there, I apologize. But uh, – you don't want any Bengal tight end. Well, yeah, what was up with Frank Gorgon? Double the carries, Kenyon Drake got. It makes me sick. It really <laughs> does. I, I don't understand it at all. They continue to feed this guy, this uh, this piler, compiler of stats. Compiler career. Who Frank will someday Gore. be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that makes me sick, too. Uh, the Battle of L.A., Vinny, uh, Oakland and the Chargers. And uh, this was a game as well. I think the spread was five and a half. Mm-hmm. I loved Oakland getting the points here because it was basically going to be a home game for them, which the fans showed up the team didn't. 26-10. Um, Philip Rivers just had his day, uh, had his way the whole day. Yep, and uh, Melvin Gordon fans weren't happy with the Eckler touchdown that we saw yeah. in that game, but uh, the thing is, Melvin Gordon's still the guy. Eckler is just making the most of the very few limited opportunities he gets. Yes. He seems to make one huge play every single game, this guy, but Melvin Gordon remains the guy. He's getting the touches, and Eckler is not getting all those touches that much, but you're right. Rivers had his way and what's going on in Oakland here? Do we blame Carr? Do we blame Gruden? Who's the guy to blame? My blame's on Chucky. I agree with you. And listen, everyone wants to talk about how Carr started off and he, uh, so well complete, you know, with the completion percentage. And he's not throwing the ball downfield. They are not stretching the field at all. Odell has problems. Well, I'd like to see Cooper or even Jordy speak up and say, you know, why aren't we stretching the field at all? Cook was non-existent. Who had been, it was the number one tight end actually heading into yesterday. Mm-hmm. Non-existent. Um, Lynch non-existent, didn't see much at all in the second half. They gave it to Richard as they were trying to play catch-up. Bryant led the team uh, in, besides weed smoking, receptions and yards <laughs> yesterday. Um, and Amari Cooper, listen, I don't know what you do with this kid. I really don't. One catch for 10 I yards. I just want to strangle that guy. Oh, man, I benched him that one week. He had the really good week. I had the one week. He had the good week. He had two good weeks. I yep. started him and I benched him the other one. And it's just, what do I do with him? You don't know. You just have no idea. There's no identity to Amari Cooper, and it's quite frustrating for someone you probably take in the fourth or fifth round, like myself. Maybe this was a Chargers team that was giving up yards and points. I, I don't know how you only put up 10 points. This it, team is going to get dangerous when they get Bosa back. I agree with you. They really, really are. Because he's that kind of impactful player on defense. I completely agree with you. He's a top two or three defensive end in all of football. Easily. Uh, Vinny, another game that was boring, but we'll hit on it. The Arizona Cardinals finally get a win. Now every team in the NFL has one win, at least. Yeah, no defeated team. So the Browns, your own 16 is safe. Don't yep. you worry. The Lions, <laughs> back in the day, you guys are safe. No one's joining you. Uh, Matt Breda twisted his ankle, likely to miss at least one week. Alfred Morris could be the guy there. Or a sleeper. Here it is right now. I'll tell you, Juice, uh, whatever his name is, I'm going to butcher the name. But, <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, juice check. The fullback, Kyle Um, I'm telling you, he's listed as a running back, even though he's a fullback, and they use him in the passing game. You've got to take a look here. So I think, 75 yeah, I think he's going to see the pass that Bretta would have if he misses any time. And, Vinny, just on a personal note for us, we're, it looks like we're going to a game where the fans have given up because the stadium was empty. Yeah, it was empty. C.J. Beathard has a very, very – Say it correct. Is it breadhead? Yes. I don't think that's correctly. I think it that's I think that's correct in your mind and your mind only. But um, all every time that game came on the red zone, all I was seeing was throws in the flats from this yeah. guy. He wasn't throw up downfield either. He had 54 attempts to get 349 yards. Very boring game. All I take out of this is my boy Christian Kirk <laughs> finally has his first NFL touchdown. It came on a long play. It did, and um, Rosen didn't look great, but you got the job done. And uh, Vinny, I think that's going to be such a team where. Um, it's mostly going to be down this season, and it's a rebuilding process. So. Right, and uh, if you're a Larry Fitz owner, you're back to that. Who is this guy throwing my wide receiver, the quarterback, I, the, the football? I mean, this quarterback, Josh Rosen, doesn't really look his way. Christian yep. Kirk led with all targets, and he only had four of them. So. Yeah, just um, – And that one player was for 75 yards. The other uh, two catches he had only combined for 10 more yards for Kirk, who looked like he 
might have finally had a huge day in the NFL. And that's how they have to use him. You would think they'd try to get somebody to stretch the field, and it just hasn't happened uh, until yesterday. So see what happens there. I, you still have to think Fitzgerald will see some sort of volume. but it, well, They're going to be down next week because I'm pretty sure they're going to Minnesota. They are, and that spread is already 10 It's already a double-digit spread, yes. correct. Um, and let's hit on the Minnesota game. Minnesota-Philly, and uh, the news out of this today, though, is Jay Ajayi torn ACL done for the season. So that's a huge loss for Philly, who – was using a running back by committee, but a Ajayi the best. So he was the guy, 100%. Exactly. exactly. The Vikings go into uh, Philly, win 23-21. Yep, and uh, good job by the Philly defense, because if it wasn't for Lynn Belton return, which was hilarious, he had his uh, sunglasses on and the uh, <laughs> oxygen tank going after it. Uh, the defense did a pretty good job holding him. In the second half, the Vikings were doing what the Bears did week one against the Packers. They were playing not to lose. Yes. It was bad. It was really, really bad seeing them play like that. No aggressiveness whatsoever. But uh, Dalvin Cook, not a go again. This yeah. guy's been a fantasy bust for everybody this season. And I had high expectations for that first so But uh, the, the Vikings, they didn't really wow me. But they had a good enough first half, and they played not to lose, and it eventually paid off for them. Yeah, and Adam, listen, you're seeing the best two, uh, two receivers on any team currently. It's the Minnesota Vikings in the league. And he, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, uh, one had seven for 116, and Diggs had 10 for 91. Another 100 yards for Thielen. Yeah, I mean, he, what he's doing is just incredible. Diggs looked awesome. Rudolph chipped in a little bit here. Um, but again, no Dalvin Cook. That offensive line is not bad. No Dalvin Cook. You're seeing why Latavius Murray has been in professional football, not fantasy, one of the biggest busts. Yeah, absolutely, and people had high expectations for him. And Jarek McKinnon took over his role last year. So yeah. it says a lot about Murray, who came over from Oakland thinking he was going to be, you know, that reliable veteran that's right. coming in there, and he just hasn't showed the way. And they're making the Vikings one-dimensional, and that's kind of hurting them a bit. I completely agree with you. It is. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Carson Wentz wasn't bad. He, he's still going to take time, guys. It wouldn't surprise me if it takes him this whole year, maybe, before – Next season, we see that MVP-type caliber. Those numbers are a little far-fetched, though, Big Mike. He finished with uh, 311 and two touchdowns. The Vikings gave them that touchdown at the end. And Zach Ertz got all four catches on that play to have a monster fantasy day. They were were laid back. There was four catches for, like, 70 yards on that one drive and one drive alone, all to Ertz. So those numbers are far-fetched. I'm giving Carson Wentz no credit. No credit. Did you see the onside kick? Yeah. Almost recovered that. Very surprised at feeling. And by the way, he was super composed for knowing that I ball know. hit right off his, uh, his chest like that. He, it up, he was very, in. very calm. Just fell right back on it. Good yep. thing that didn't go flying off him. But yeah, the Eagles almost really came back and stole that game. But like I said, this team sucks. And that NC East is wide open. And I know we'll get into that a little later. We will. And Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Vinny, it looked like um, Xavier Rhodes might be back to that shutdown corner. All roads are closed. He, he crushed Jeffrey yesterday, limited him completely. It was great. You mentioned two uh, catches for 39 yards. One was on a fourth down play, yes. though. That was a big play yes. for Philly. Yes. Um, and you mentioned Ertz. I won't hit on that. Uh, as far as fantasy goes, I you have to put claims in for Smallwood and Clement. You just have to. They're going to be on your wire, both of them. Um, and if they don't make a trade, and listen, football, Vinny, trades are not. Um, baseball you're not going to go out right away and get somebody you're going to see what you have right and um machado that'll be gone and that is it gone. is gone a three-run shot that's going to do it for rob's brace if you ask me that is off top pitching prospect mike Soroka. manny machado Vinny, is playing better in these three games here than he did all uh season from when he was acquired from the Dodgers. and you know what i, I was looking at his all-around numbers. He still oh, finished the like, year. Still finished the year with great numbers. I think it was like 297, uh, 30 some home runs and like 97 RBIs. And I was like, I've been ripping this guy. Yeah. Over and over again, week in, week out, and over the top sports. And I saw his full-line numbers. I don't know how much more of that it was in Baltimore than it actually was in LA. This guy must have went on fire without me noticing. Yeah. And uh, listen, he's he's trying to get paid. So uh, <laughs> see what happens there. He has been he's a gonna. force in this series right here against the Braves. So, they just sealed the deal, if you ask me. Four-run lead for the Dodgers. Top of the seventh. They still have no outs. I agree. Yeah, I think this one's wrapped up for Rob. And, again, the Braves overachieved. Good for the Braves. Um, speaking of Smallwood and Clement, Vinny, you have to go pick up both. One of them is going to emerge. And I know you say running back by committee, which I agree with. But, uh, again, you ha- one of these guys is going to be the better of the two. And you know what? I think Smallwood is. I agree. I was just he actually say, looked pretty good yes. in that game. I think it's Smallwood also. He's the That's who my well. claim would be. So, I would put in a claim for Smallwood. Um, and we'll move on from there. Um, and then, uh, listen, we'll hit the night game uh, before. Actually, we didn't hit Ravens-Browns, even though that was horrific, but whatever. It was, it was almost a tie. It was hard. It was a fun game. Oh, stop. <laughs> it was a fun game. I was laughing a lot when it was coming off the <laughs> yeah, red zone. Yeah, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, in a game that no team wanted to win. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 342 yards again, more a little more compiling than whatever. But right. the Browns have not had a quarterback like this in years. They didn't protect him. He got sacked five times yeah. in that game, and they had no run game, really. Uh, Carlos Hyde gets 17 of those carries. Nick Chubb got his three carries, but wasn't able to bust out two of them yep. for 50-plus yards. Uh, the Browns, uh, one thing I want to ask you for fantasy, yes. uh, Callaway, this is a guy who's getting like 10-plus targets, even yeah. though he wasn't catching a lot. Uh, is it time to maybe drop him? I'm dropping him. Absolutely. I really am. I think the Joku and Landry are the two guys that you can safely own in fantasy and start them. And then again, listen, uh, and, and listen, you Jackson's an idiot. So you take that for what it is. But for, for you to come out last week and say, oh, we have to get shoved the ball more. He sees three carries. I mean, nothing was funnier after the Browns kicked that game-winning field goal in overtime, and where I was really hoping to see a team finish with two ties. Yeah, it didn't look good. No, it didn't look good. And of no. course, that's a, that's how the Browns will win an ugly kick like that. You see, Hugh Jackson, he comes out there, he's holding up the two. That there's two seconds left on the clock. It's overtime. It's over, man. Right, right, right. What an idiot. No, I don't I know how this guy kept his job. He went 0 and 16. I think he won what one or two games the year before that. Yeah. Going into this year, he only had one or two wins, and he went 0-16 and is somehow still coaching this team and doesn't even know the overtime rules. And he's totally up two seconds. Oh, everyone get ready. Like, don't run and break. What an idiot. Yeah, and this is a team where um, they've really put together um, a good roster now, Vinny. There's some good yeah. young pieces on this team, and this guy's leading the charge. Denzel Ward looks like a stud. He does. I, honestly, hats off to that Browns defense. They are very, very good, that Browns defense. They did not make Flacco look elite. They picked them off. They sacked <laughs> them twice. And they held them to nine points, under 10 points. Cleveland looks like they're going to be a pretty tough team in the dog pound, believe it or not. I agree with you. And I think, listen, they hit them out. They're already at two. So it likely could happen. They're going to be a team that plays spoiler. Towards the end of the year, they're still going to be that tough uh, team, that young team, that hungry team. They're going to play spoiler to somebody. I agree. When do we see Lamar Jackson, Vinny, full-time? Not these little one-play here and out plays. Not while the Ravens are 3-2 and two with a winning record. I think uh, I think it's really got to come down to because once he's in, that's saying goodbye to Joe Flacco. Right. Once he's in there, I don't think the Ravens are ready to do that. So why are we still giving him? And I don't want to call them wildcat plays. Why are we giving him these designed plays? Because they drafted him in the first round and they need to utilize it. I, I, that's all I could get. That's the best answer I could give you. I think it's so dumb. I really do. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I, th- I think it's just oh, why are we not using our first round pick? It's it's mind-boggling to me. <laughs> um, and then we'll save the Giants for last, obviously. Being So the last game on the day was actually a good one. I thought the Sunday night football game was pretty good. Yeah, and it was an overtime game. <laughs> the Houston Texans getting the win. Um, I have a problem with here, and I love Bill O'Brien. I watched Hard Knocks. His personal story, he's got a kid that's disabled, and, you know, what the guy does charity work. I think he's a great coach also. I have a problem not kicking the field goal in the second quarter with only seconds to go. Uh, you're going to get the ball back anyway. I have an issue with that. You cannot leave points on the field. I think this is definitely a game that's got to fall on the shoulders of Garrett. He also punted in the fourth, uh, in overtime, uh, gave the Texans yes, the ball yes. back, and a lot of people question that, including his boss, who actually does all the calling, Jerry Jones. Right. Uh, he questioned that as well. This is definitely a really bad coach game by Jason Garrett, and I think he's why they lost this game. Elliott, once again, contained, which means it comes down to Prescott which means the Cowboys aren't going to be playing good football. Right. Dak did not look good in this game. Watson threw for over 300 yards again. I think we got a new team over there in Texas taking over. I agree with you. And this is the first game where I actually thought Deshaun Watson was good from start to finish. And yeah. we've seen it now in the second half. He comes alive. Yesterday was one of those days where start to finish, he was awesome. And you knew he was going to have no run game because Lamar Miller was out and Alfred Blue is uh, a disgrace Garbage. as a running back. You can, find, you can find anybody. My boy Orlean Darkwa is out there. He is so much <laughs> better than Alfred Blue, who I picked up and actually started. He got 20 carries and did jack with it. 40 yards on the ground for that guy. But he did get eight catches yeah. for 73 yeah. yards. But as a, as a running back, Compiler. he is just not a good player. Will Fuller actually didn't catch a touchdown in a game he played with uh, Watson, so that was shocking. DeAndre Hopkins gave you the first-round talent, uh, you know, performance. And what a catch in overtime, yeah. the double spins on that guy. Oof. Huge. But, Nasty. Uh, a game where it looked like you mentioned Garrett's bad coaching. I, I mentioned Bill O'Brien's bad coaching. It looked like, I mean, this is one of those games where coach was trying to hand it to the other one. Yeah. Uh, bad job by Garrett. And, and look at this. They contained Zeke Elliott, 20 carries, yep. 54 yards. And that says a lot. That Dallas Cowboy offensive line is not as dominant as it was. It's still very good, but not as dominant as it was before. And Dak Prescott was unable to do anything under 300 yards again, as always. 29 attempts, 208 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. 
Yep, completely agree with you. And, and Zeke just started to limp off the field at one point yesterday, so that had to be concerning. Vinny, we're going to get into the Giants here now. I'm going to play a clip from Max who said the Giants need to go sign Colin Kaepernick today. Oh my but God. Why, why is he saying this about the Giants and not Dak Prescott? That's my question. I don't know. Look at Dak Prescott's stats. And Max Kellerman is a Giants fan, too. Well, but look at his stats. When are the Cowboys going to wake up and realize that Dak Prescott is not a good quarterback? I don't know. They're not going to because he won the 13 games as a rookie. And they're just going to go with it. They're going to roll with it. He's a winning record with them because of that season. So we got some clips here for the Giants. They lost yesterday 33-31 on a 63-yard field goal to Graham Gano. And give credit to Graham Gano because that's a hell of a kick. Yeah, It, it really is. Here's Pat Shermer yesterday in the postgame uh, when he was asked about the Odell, Justina Anderson interview and the comments he had made earlier in the week. Bad interview, if you ask me. Running, and that's what happened. 
and that is a huge deal. It's a huge, huge different deal. He had to kick a 63-yarder, which which he did kick, and he had he could have hit it from 75 probably right. with the boot that he had. But the fact that he didn't do the clock was running, I guarantee you, he does not make that field goal. It changes the probability of that kick going in significantly. There's missed opportunities as well, though, Vinny. And that's why I'm not going to harp on the guy making a 60-something-yard field goal. Oh, it sucks. I, it's I, just I, a dagger because you, 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 you led the game. You, did. you, you didn't have a lead in that game forever until that, that kick, uh, you know, before right. the touchdown, before that kick. Um, I thought Eli Manning, yes, the two picks were bad. The, the play to Russell Shepard I thought was awesome, beating him over the top. The throw to Odell I thought was fine. I thought he, I thought he looked – this is the best he's looked since the playoff game in Green Bay. Fair to say, uh, you could argue Houston. He didn't make any mistakes in that. Yeah. But um, listen, Eli had a great. I'll take this Eli Manning every day. Yeah. There were shots downfield. It opened everybody up. You're doing that with Ingram, who on the bright side, Shermer said could play on Thursday. I saw that. But he also said Oliver Vernon has been close every right. single week this week. I don't so. think you see Ingram on a short week. But Probably not. Me. And then that, but that's a good sign he'll be back after. Right. And it's a pretty big game now because the whole NFC East has lost. Wide open. And that's leaving them only a game and a game and a half behind because the Redskins had a bye. If the Redskins lose today. If so, you beat the so, Philadelphia Eagles, you're in this division. You are. You are in the yeah, mix for this division. 100% because now you're tied with Philadelphia. You right. get your division win. And the most you could be is a game slash game and a half because the Redskins buy behind in the NFC East. So it's a really big game another thing you could blame on the Giants you got to blame Eli's two picks yeah and you got to blame that special teams debacle of Odell Beckham that yes. hit off his leg there and Odell the same guy who called out his team dropped a fourth down play yes, that was a good did. throw by Eli Manning it hit right off his hands if you're an elite superstar you make that catch completely agree with everything you said I didn't like Sterling Shepard on the sideline having a hissy fit that annoyed me after the one interview. well he's got to show Odell his best buddy over there that he has heart and that's the only reason but Vinny that drives me nuts it really does it absolutely drives me nuts you don't see the good teams you don't see players like this doing these type of um these baby uh shenanigans on the sideline call it what it was and going back to the officials they missed the face mask on Saquon early in the first yeah. half that would have been another 15 yards um Listen, they hit 30 points, which I was happy about that. I thought the offense actually looked good, which I was shocked about. I saw creativity. The defense looked for. good, Big Mike. It did. And you pointed out they only gave up, what, 16, 18 points? Right. It was, so. 16 points because 10 right. was on the officials and right. 7 was on the special So teams. basically giving up that many points. You're right. They on the road. Good. Still missing Olivier Vernon. Um, I'm encouraged. I am. The, the record doesn't show it, Vinny, but I am encouraged from this Giants team. Usually, if you're 1-4, you're in an old NFC East division. You're yeah, done. Right. You're, the three games under 500 like that, you are done. But the, the East being as bad as it is, has given the Giants a shot. And in the greatest news possible to get your mind off this terrible, gut-wrenching, heartbreaking loss that they had yesterday, Eric Flowers, <laughs> you're <laughs> and we will have to get an order. Oh, that felt that. good to say. <laughs> uh, and make sure you tune in November, what, 11th, we'll be burning the Eric Flowers Jersey live San Francisco. <laughs> uh, Vinny, this is the Max Kellerman clip I wanted to play for you. The New York Football Giants need to sign Colin Kaepernick right now. They need a dynamic quarterback, a starting caliber NFL quarterback. He hasn't started in how long? To pair with the best, most talented, the most talented wideout I have ever seen, and yes, that includes Randy Moss and Odell Beckham Jr. That's high praise. Who's what, 30? All right, shut off. Turn this thing. Turn this thing <laughs> off. I had enough. All right. Who, who did Max Kellerman, who is a Giants fan, who, who did Max Kellerman uh, replace in the show? Um, First take. Who is, who did, who's the guy The replaced? guy that went to um, Skip Bayless. Yeah, yeah. What does Skip Bayless do? He says these asinine things, so you view in, oh, my God, how he say that? And he actually did that asinine thing about Tim Tebow and was right about him for a season. 
And that's where his career took off. And that's why SN, uh, FS1 is paying him all this money. That's what Max Kellerman is doing. He has to be that stupid guy that just has to bring up Kaepernick because it's a liberal show. And they just have to do that to, for us to play it on our shows and comment about it and talk about it. This is a sucker thing that you, Big Mike, got suckered into. Vinny, how are you more infuriated uh, with me than with that? That is, to say the giant, say the season because is lost. Because you shouldn't have even played it on this show. To say the season is lost, to say you need Ka- Kaepernick, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me. It really is. And, ugh. It's just he does not get any sort of credit whatsoever. He's and a he did fool. not look bad yesterday. He's he a didn't. fool. I don't even believe he believes that. I think he's just doing that for his job, to be different and have us debating it. Well, we'll have to save the debate for another show because we have 10 minutes to go here. We have a game to preview tonight. We have some UFC to talk. Vinny, the Washington Redskins, uh, you know, in that division that's already over, according to Max Kellerman, go to New Orleans. Spread is six. What's your pick? Well, obviously, from the New York market, we're all looking at this. We're looking at our chops that, hey, we could get back in this division. Washington, do you, did, do you think they didn't watch the games yesterday? Did they, of course Do you they think saw. they don't know that all three of their division uh, rivals lost yesterday? Yep. They're going to be coming out here with a chance to actually run away with this division in week five. Yep. And week with three wins, they could run away with this division, believe it or not, even though they got to face these teams again. Right. So Washington with a big chip on their shoulder. New Orleans, no joke to play in. Obviously, a tough building to play in. But I think Washington has a good chance of at least covering this game. But you will know I'm rooting for the Saints big time tonight. Uh, I like the Saints to give the six as well here. They're coming off a of bye, Washington, which maybe you're a little sluggish. Who knows? Um, I, I agree with you that they might be looking at the scoreboard at yesterday as well and saying, well, this could be ours. Mark Ingram is back. Now you have Kamara, who's going to be a little bit fresher just because he gets the breather here and there. Mark Ingram is fresh, which, um, you know, again, that's a two-headed weapon that's just so dynamic. Michael Thomas was shut down last week, and he shut down. He is going to explode tonight. The Saints defense, I think, started to look a little bit better against the Giants. Yes, they made mistakes, the Giants, but they looked better, the Saints defense. I think the Saints cover the six, and I actually would think it would be 30 to 20. I think they cover by 10. I really do. Um, I think the Saints could win. I think they can potentially cover, but honestly, I think uh, people are going to be launching off their second half Saints because they're going to be trailing in the first. Give me Washington's first half points because they know they got a golden opportunity here. So there is that official play. You're going to throw that up on uh, Twitter? I hate to pick Washington ever. <laughs> Not even just because I don't like them. I just don't like betting on them. They're just one of those teams. But Alex Smith, the guy who gets no credit. You know what? Let's do it. First half Washington. First half them Washington. Points. There it is. <laughs> Vinny, um, I want to talk UFC, but we have to talk about your max play, the Virginia Tech uh, against oh, Notre Dame. God. Notre Dame just uh, completely dominated them and then ended up pulling away at the end. All right. I've been confessing a lot of things on this show. Yes. Go ahead. Notre Dame is good. I'm not going to say it any louder than that. (laughs) All right. We could raise the volume. They are good. They're good this year. And now they don't play anybody the rest of their schedule. I think they have one game with USC and that's it. I think they'll beat USC. I've never been really prone USC since Bush Matt Liner days. Mm -hmm. So, that is what it is. They don't, they're not in a the conference. They're currently ranked at five. I don't see them getting more upsets, but uh, don't be surprised if you're going to see Notre Dame in there because Virginia Tech was really that last team to pull off an upset, but not having their starting quarterback in that game, despite the bright lights, Virginia Tech made too many mistakes against Notre Dame's defense, and they ended up fall, faltering. But Virginia Tech, they'll make it back because they're facing the worst team in college football, the North Carolina Tar Heels on Saturday. <laughs> so uh, there you have that, and we don't have uh, time to dig into more college, unfortunately, but... Uh, We'll say UFC, Vinny, um, we have not talked about this until right now, UFC, our thoughts on this. Um, I thought it was one of the worst fights that I've ever seen. Anybody that put money on McGregor. You think that was one of the worst fights you ever I seen? thought it was horrible. What? I really did. Uh, I think well, I, I, granted, I guess Khabib won all four rounds. No, I had McGregor winning one. What, round three maybe? Yes. That yeah, is the only round. He should have been dead round two. It should have been over. Earth. I mean, he wrapped him up like a spider every yeah. in the first two rounds where McGregor couldn't do anything. I, I thought the fight was horrible. I thought McGregor. I've seen worse fights. Oh my god! I've seen man. worse fights than that. As a main event? Yeah, I've seen worse oh fights. Oh my than god! That. It was horrible. I thought McGregor looked absolutely terrible. Khabib dominated from the beginning, and then I don't know if Khabib just got tired or it was arrogance wanting to stand up with McGregor and exchange strikes. That's the only reason why McGregor got any sort of thing in. I think Khabib could have put this away in round two. Yeah, I thought he, I thought it should have been over around two. Like you said, he had him wrapped up. He was elbowing him left and right, and they were just letting Connor hang in there unless he screamed something like, I, you know, call it or whatever, and he right. didn't. He took it like a man. He actually had a strong round three. I agree with he you. Did. And um, fourth round was just too much. Khabib is 
undefeated for a reason. Conor McGregor's been out of the sport for how long? Right. It showed. It showed, honestly. It really did. And uh, I don't think McGregor got too many lethal shots on Khabib, in fact, either. It was just, it was all Khabib who, Conor, he said, he's like, this guy insulted my family, my right. country, all that. And you could tell it came out and he showed it. Give me your thoughts on the aftermath. The aftermath was, uh, I was waiting for uh, Brock Lesnar's music to hit. <laughs> and, uh, or Vince McMahon to come out. It just seemed a little crazy, as always, but this is the way they sell. You know, one thing you got to ask, like, is it staged? You really, for, the fact that you're asking this so much in UFC is, is probably, is that good or bad for them, you know? I think it's huge because people haven't stopped talking about it. So I think Dana White is thrilled about right. it. There's no bad publicity, right? You know the saying? Obviously. And as much as I'm on your side that the thing was staged with the, the bus and yes. everything, I, I think the, I don't think he meant to hurt anybody and cancel that pay-per-view, but I think it was definitely staged. Like, go in there, raise some help. And he might have just overdid it a little. Right. This, um, I don't know how much stage this was, but it wouldn't surprise me if it is. Anything involving McGregor in a stage, obviously they're just hyping these guys up to hate each other even more for the potential rematch, which I don't even want to see. Vinny, I don't think this was staged at all afterwards. I really don't. If you heard Joe Rogan screaming afterwards, and you saw the way Khabib came off the cage, and uh, McGregor's gone out, outside of the cage to yell at Aldo. Khabib came off the cage with a flying kick. He was looking to do damage. Then you have Khabib's other two uh, terrorist friends jumping in the <laughs> ring and hitting McGregor from behind. Um, I mean, that's assault. Like, yeah, but <laughs> McGregor, didn't he hit them first? No, they jumped in the ring and hit him first from behind. I thought he was, like, swinging above the cage at that something before. But I did not see any of that. I saw the Either guy. way, they definitely blindsided him in the ring at the yes. end. That's for sure. That I saw. But apparently he instigated that, and that's why he didn't press charges on them. I mean, he was never pressing charges anyway. You know how that works with that. You don't want to be the loser of the fight and press charges. Exactly. After exactly. Either. That's, that's a bad look for him. And I'm sure his after party wasn't that from. Where does Conor McGregor go from here now? I don't know. I I really don't know. I mean, you went from talking about the biggest name in sports to now, we want to see Khabib Ferguson. We don't even care what McGregor does. I want to see Ferguson, who fought that night as well, in a great fight with Pettis, fight at night. I want to see Khabib Ferguson. Yeah, and that's what it should be. I think everybody wants to see that. But now, obviously, it sets up for a rematch, Khabib no, and McGregor. What you, what, oh, no. Obviously, it sets up no, for a rematch. The aftermath of that fight, how does that not set up for a rematch? Because Khabib killed him. Obviously, he killed him. But why do we need to see it again? McGregor wants a rematch. He has, if, he has a fight deal. He's the big mouth. Oh, He's the big no, uh, you, cash cow for the UFC. Vinny, that, oh, it would be horrible. It, and would. it would be horrible because he's just going to get his ass kicked again. And if that happens, if he goes 0-2 against Khabib back-to-back fights, who's going to really, really care to see Conor McGregor in his third fight? Or his Vinny, fourth I know fight? he signed a six- or seven-fight deal, whatever it was. He needs to go see what Floyd can do and, and stage another fake boxing fight. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> or get Floyd in the octagon somehow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He cannot fight somebody like Khabib again. No well, who shot. does he fight then? People were all saying George St. Pierre. I don't think he beats him. I don't think he beats Pierre either. I think there's a lot of people now that he's not going to beat because of that hiatus he took. I don't even think it's that. I think his, you saw how bad his ground game is. His ground game yeah, stinks. He can't. He, he can't is be such a good striker. He should look into boxing, even if there's another. McGregor Pacquiao. Let me see that, Vinny. I don't even want to see that. I would see. I, I would pay for it. Hopefully. Uh, he, uh, well, one thing with that I want to see is that I know Manny Pacquiao won't carry him for nine, ten rounds. Exactly. Right. Manny Pacquiao will actually knock him out in the first round. Uh, and not wait for everyone's that. showdown. Show me that. So, well, we'll see. Pacquiao's got minds on Mayweather. I don't know. I just, I don't want to see this rematch. McGregor wants it, obviously. You and you lose. You want to, you know, you want that redemption. I think that was a, a very close fight. I think that'd it be wasn't. a very, very, very bad choice by him. Vinny, 90 seconds, but I have a new favorite fighter, and that's Derek Lewis, who uh, was losing the whole fight to Vulcan, and then with seconds to go, knocks him out. Because <laughs> his balls were hot. <laughs> It makes sense. This guy won a lot of hearts. He did. That was a good fight. Did you watch this fight? I did watch this fight. It was a good fight. Vulcan's an idiot. I just want to hear. Who is more brutally honest, Derek Lewis or Odell Beckham? <laughs> yeah, this should be the the Trump comment here was the best part of the whole interview. Oh, what are you? I forgot two hours before the fight. Donald Trump called me and told me I got not to brush that to make it look bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're talking about you and I saying you both. 
And the president, did he ever answer back by any chance? <laughs> no, he didn't. Did you know that guy loves hearing his name? So after a fight where you got most of your, your ass kicked most of the fight, you end up with this huge knockout on a crazy punch. Now you're out there and you come up with creativity for this? This guy is my favorite fighter. Yeah, let's uh, get him on the next pay-per-view because he sold everybody on there. Yankees about to kick off over here in 10 minutes. Let's go. Putting New York Yankees, let's Rocky Boldy. Get him right out early. Let's see that bullpen because the Bronx is rocking tonight, baby. Go Yanks. And that's it, everybody. Thank you for joining us back on Saturday. I won't even uh, guess who it will be because who knows. But Vinny, go Yankees.